Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, that's it. Put those hands together with the Lord, everybody, and give him some praises. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on and praise him. Come on and praise him. Hallelujah, Jesus. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We bless your name today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your keeping me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on, wave those hands in his presence, everybody. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless you today. We thank you just for who you are in our lives. You're such an awesome God. You're faithful and you are true. And God, we can certainly depend on you, God. You've always been there for us. And we bless your name on today. As we stand before your people today, we ask you that you would have your way, that you would speak to our hearts by the power of your spirit. Move everything out of the way that's not like you, even in me. And God, cause your word to come forth with power and authority. We bless you for what you're going to do in the service on today. We commit these service into your hands right now. And Father, I pray especially for the families of those individuals that were killed in Buffalo, New York on yesterday. God, I pray, God, that you will speak peace in their hearts right now in the name of Jesus. God, so many are grieving today because of the senseless shootings. But God, you know how to comfort a heart. Your word said you are the God of all comfort. Not some comfort, but all comfort. Wherever there is heaviness, God, you know how to comfort. So we pray, God, that you will comfort those hearts right now. I pray that you will speak peace even in that city right now. In the name of Jesus, we commit everything. We commit those families into your hands. We commit the perpetrator into your hands right now in the name of Jesus. And we ask you that you will continue to have your way. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. amen. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Praise God. Look at someone as you take your seat and look at him and say, it's good to see you this morning. Amen. Praise God. It's good to have those online guests being with us on this morning as always we are blessed to have you join in with us for our sunday morning service uh we believe that god is giving us a word from him amen and whenever god gives us a word it is for a, a, a benefit the word of god is always a benefit in our lives so don't ever let anybody fool you that the word of god is already you remember when jesus was being tempted of the enemy in Luke, the fourth chapter, and the enemy came, and Jesus spoke to the enemy and said, Look, man shall not live by what? Bread alone, but what? By every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So that means that the word of God is important. I know we love our grits and eggs, we love our fried chicken and steaks, but there's nothing more important than the word of God. Amen. So let's, uh, uh, let's just continue to receive the word of God and appreciate God for his word as he pours it out into our lives. I, I want to share a word with us on today um, that I feel that the Lord has placed in my heart. 
Um, before I do that, I want to say thank you to those of you that were with us on yesterday, amen, for our community fellowship um, outreach day um, at um, apartment complex here in Orangeburg. It's had tremendous support. Um, folk came out and were blessed, and we certainly thank God for those of you that were there to support us. Amen. So come and give the Lord a praise. Amen for that. Amen. The people came out and they were blessed. And, and I believe that um, there was some eternal significance. Amen. And that uh, uh, were planted in the lives of those individuals that were there. In fact, there was one individual um, that came out and um, he was at a different function, outdoor function that we had. In fact, I think you need under um, church parking lot here. And he said, oh yes, you all are the same people. Amen to this. And there was some things that, you know, transpired before. And uh, he was so excited that he was able to reconnect, amen, with us. And, and that's what it's all about. Amen. amen. That's what it's all about. That's what living for Jesus is all about. Living for Jesus is connecting with those, amen, that are out there and trying to allow them to have opportunities to receive what we have received. Amen. amen. So we thank God for that, and we're going to continue to do even more of that. Um, and uh, we uh, certainly solicit your continual support as we continue to reach out to the communities. When we're looking at so much that's happening, y'all. We see so much that's happening in our society today. Don't fool yourself. A lot of it is nothing more than the lack of our visibility as believers. The Bible said this, let your lights so shine before men that they may what? See your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And I believe if we get out there and we allow our light to shine more, it will dispel the darkness that's out there because what you're seeing is nothing more than a product of darkness. Amen. The enemy is the king of darkness. The Bible says he's the prince of darkness and he's doing dark things. Amen. But we're light. Look at your neighbor and say, we're light. The Bible says we are the light of the world. And as we get out there and allow our lights to shine, you'd be surprised how many individuals that you would be able to deter. Amen from a life of darkness and walk in the light. So let's continue to give ourselves over to that and uh, make ourselves available to those things that God want to do in and with us. Amen. How many of you need something from God? Amen. That's good. But always remember God needs something from you too. All right. Amen. Let's go into the word of God. Luke the first 18th chapter. The first to the eighth verse, we're going to also go to Luke, the 22nd chapter, the 31st and the 32nd verse, and then we'll probably get to 1 Timothy, the 6th chapter, but we're going to start in Luke, the 18th chapter, the first through the eighth verse, and he spake a parable, this is Jesus, and he spake a parable unto them, to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, <clears throat> saying that there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, crying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, 
I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find what? Faith in the earth. It's amazing how Jesus gives out these parables and, and, and in the midst of these parables he just throw out something like that that really just gets you. We look at the whole story of the widow woman here going through some difficulties and went to the unjust judge and we tell all of that story. But I want you to understand now the key inside of the scripture is that last verse. When the Son of Man cometh, will he what? Find faith in the earth. It was good for this woman but I wonder when the Son of Man looked down on our lives, will he find what? Faith in the earth. Let's go to Luke, the 22nd chapter, and um, the 31st verse. <clears throat> and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you. <clears throat> that he might sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, do what? Strengthen the brethren. But I want you to understand something. Satan hath desired you for one particular reason, to challenge your faith. Mm. Let's go to 1 Timothy, the 6th chapter, and um, let's see what we have here in Timothy, the 6th chapter and the 12th verse. Let's start at the 11th verse. But thou, O man of God, this is Paul here writing this letter to Timothy, his spiritual son. And here Paul says to Timothy, but thou, O man of God, <laughs> fear these things, follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, and faith, love, patience, and meekness. Then he said in the 12th verse, what? Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, wherein thou art called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Fight the good fight of faith. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, faith is a good fight. I want to talk to us just for a few minutes on this, on this morning from this particular subject. Will he, God, find faith? Will he find faith? When he comes looking, when he comes in the midst of our service that we had this beautiful praise and worship service, will he find faith or will he just find folk that are excited and ecstatic about the music? Will he find faith? Will he find somebody that's saying, God, you're God above all. 
you're the greatest thing that has ever happened to me. Will he find faith when you're going through your most difficult times in your life? Will he find what? Faith. We're going to talk about that on this morning because I believe in my heart that faith is by far one of the most important attributes that a believer can possess. Amen. We need faith. Look at somebody and say, we need faith. And I don't care who you are. I don't care where you are. I don't care what you're going through. You need faith. The Bible tells us in uh, Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and the 6th verse, it said, for without faith, what? It is impossible to, how many of you want to please God? Or you want faith so you can get from God? You see, we want faith to work God, but we don't want faith to please God. Come on. But faith is important. Look at somebody said, faith is important. But if we don't understand all of the intricacies concerning faith, we will find ourselves in God's gimme line. Gimme, gimme, gimme. But never really, really trusting God. As we look at life, as we deal with the continuation of our journey here in the earth, and I want you to understand something. If you don't understand anything, if you are alive and breathing, you are in the midst of your continual journey here in the earth. Come on. That means it's not over. Amen. But I want us to see something here. Because it is not over, that means that there are still distances that we must cover. There are still things that we must do. There are still some things that we must accomplish in life. So just because you are where you are does not mean that it is over. You're still on a journey. Thank God for where he's already brought me. Thank God for the things that he's already brought me through. And I can look back over my life. We used to sing the song when I look back over my life. I can look back over my life and see the many things that God has brought me through. Come on. Oh, but I want us to understand something that regardless of what God has brought you through, amen, it ain't over yet. And we sang the song, uh, Faith Become This Far How. But let me share something with you. Because we've come this far by faith, don't let the devil fool you into thinking that you don't need faith to continue. If it took faith to get me here, I, I, I want you to look at somebody and say, if it took faith to get me here. Come on, there, there were some things in my life, y'all, that I know that it was simply the faith of God, faith in God that brought me through. And let me show you something. Something, it wasn't even my faith. Something, it was somebody else's faith. Amen. I found myself probably many times like that woman that went before the unjust judge. I may have been the person that was caught in a predicament and somebody went before God and said, God, my son, my grandson, my friend is in a mess. I need need to. So I want us to understand something that I don't care where you are. I don't care what you've accomplished in life. I don't care how many 
things that you've overcome in life, you still need faith. I'll use this term, terminology, since we have Jamaicans here. You need a faith top up. Okay. Okay. That means, you, you, you know, you need to add some more. The top up means I, I, I'm, I'm, and it not, doesn't necessarily mean that I'm running low. It just simply means that I know where I got to go, so I need some more in order to get. So there comes a time in our lives that we need to top up <clears throat> our faith. There are some places that we still have to go that where we are now, we need some more faith. I, I, I remember when Jesus was talking to the disciples and was dealing with some situations, and, and one of the disciples said, Lord, I need some more faith in order to do that. Increase my faith. There's nothing wrong with us going to God and say, God, I need a faith top up. I don't know what tomorrow brings. I don't know what's around the corner. So God right here, top up my faith. Give me some more faith for tomorrow. Come on. We need faith. It will to make it. I remember Marvin Sapp sang this song. He said what? Never would have made it. Let, let, let me share something with you. The devil will make a fool out of you right in church. He'll make a fool out of you after you dance and shout into getting you to think that I got this far on my own or I got this far and I don't need him to carry me further. But Marvin Sapp sang the song, I never would have made it without you, God. Mm. In my life, we got some smart folk in this church. We've got some gifted and talented folk in this church. We've got some blessed folk in this ministry and those of you that are online. But don't you fool yourself. You never would have made it without God. You never would have gotten to where you are without God. And because you got here by having faith or somebody having faith in God, the way that you're going to continue is to continue to have faith in God. I, I, I remember when the children of Israel had come out of Egypt and they had wandered in the wilderness for a number of years, uh, 40 years, and, and Moses got them together. <laughs> and Moses began to talk to them. Maybe Moses said, now let me share, share something with you. You're going to go into a land that you didn't plant. You're going to eat a vineyard that you didn't plant. You're going to drink of water from wells that you didn't dig. You're going to live in homes that you didn't build. You're going, you're going to be blessed. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to be blessed. <laughs> But I want you to understand, look at what Moses said. But Moses said, now, let me share something with you. Beware, lest you forget that you got here because of God. 
He said, don't forget that now. You see, some of us, we, we get to a place in life where, you know, oh, 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 wow, look at what God has done for me. And I almost feel as if I don't need God anymore. Come on, but Moses said, now, beware lest you forget that you're here simply because of God. And I love the way he said it as he went further down. He said, now, don't get to the place that when you've eaten of these lands and drunk of these wells and all of these things, then now you said to yourself, it was my hand that got this for me. Come on, don't let the devil fool you into thinking that you are where you are because you are so good. Come on. It's simply God's mercy and his grace that have gotten you to, your, to this place. And then I, I love the next part of that scripture. <laughs> we use this as we are receiving offering. And Moses said, now remember, it is God that giveth you the power to get wealth. Come on. You got a dollar seventy-five cents in your bank account. It was God that gave you the power to get it. You driving a nice car. It was God that blessed you to be able to get it. Don't let the devil fool you. You, 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 you know, it, it's it's almost like you, 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 you know, some of your fathers and maybe some mothers too. You, you, you training your child how to ride a bike. <laughs> Are you training? You're riding. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and then, and then they, they got to why they get it. And then they begin to go off and, I don't need you no more. Five minutes, not even five minutes. They didn't fall down. <laughs> How often we are, get God, I, God, I need you to help me. I need you to help me right here. I, I need you. And then as soon as we get up and going, I don't need you anymore. Come on. Come on. Just because. Come on. Look at somebody and say, just because. Come on. Just because you got a little bit now. <laughs> it don't mean that you don't need him anymore. <laughs> let, me, let me share this with you. There's a, 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 a German philosopher named Friedrich Nietzsche. And uh, um, he was a philosopher. He 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 was one that dealt with uh, um, uh, morality and, and those kinds of things. He was uh, uh, opposing certain things. And he wrote this statement. He wrote this statement that says, "God is dead. <laughs> We've killed him. He's finished." Okay. <laughs> and signed Nishi. Okay. <laughs> three years later, this is not a real story. Three years later, Nishi died. And somebody wrote the statement Nishi is dead. Signed, God. <laughs> Come on, I don't care who you are, I don't care what you've accomplished, don't you let the devil fool you into thinking that you can make it without God. Come on, I don't care how smart you are, I don't care how much intellect you have, let me show you something the devil would tell you, you're smart enough now, you don't need God. 
I, oh, I may not say God is dead, but I'll live as if he's dead to me because God, right now, I don't need you pushing my bike no more. I can make it on my own. But don't fool yourself. You need God. Come on. You need God in your life. Thank God that he brought you to where you are. But don't fool yourself. You need him to get to where you need to go. We need faith. We need faith in God. When we talk about faith, when we talk about faith in God, we're talking about a very crucial uh, a component in our walk with God as believers. I don't ever want you to minimize uh, 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 the power of faith in the believer. Okay. It is a very crucial component in our lives as believers in our walk with God. That's why I, I started the message off about you are still on the journey. Okay. You're still on the journey. You, you, you may have walked this far, but you're still walking. Come on. And faith is a very crucial component in your continual walk. Mm. With God. The Bible said we walk by what? Faith. In other words, God, I, I'm, 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 I'm making this step by faith. God, I, I, I'm trusting you with my life. And it's important for us to realize that, that we cannot make it in this life without faith in God. No one knows what tomorrow holds. Come on. I, mean, I don't care who you are. I don't care how much plans you have. I don't care what kind of schedule you have. No one knows what tomorrow holds. No one knows, Sharon, what's around the corner and up the road. <laughs> Come on. Praise the Lord. But as long as you have faith Praise in God. You see, faith is the thing that keeps me at peace as I'm traveling a road that I don't know what's up there. Faith keeps me in a place of peace. I don't know what's up there, but I, because I trust God, I'm going to rest and continue to travel because if I come into a pitfall, you know how to take me around it. Come on. Faith is that thing that carries you through when you don't have the power to make it yourself. <laughs> the song says, what? Because he lives. 
because he lives. Come on, and I want us to take that to, in, in as much of a reality as you can say. Because he lives, God is not dead. God is alive. He's present. He's with us in the midst of what we are going through. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you because God lives. I can face tomorrow. Come on. I may not know what tomorrow holds, but I go to bed tonight just knowing that God you hold tomorrow. And God, I must still walk in peace when I wake up in the morning. God, my life is in your hand. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to trust you with my life. It's amazing how Jesus told this story to this to the disciples in Luke the 18th chapter. He said, now there was a woman, an unjust judge in this city, and there was a woman that was having some problems. Anybody ever have problems? Yes. But the Bible says that the woman went before this unjust judge and began to knock on his door and beat and knock said, I've got some problems. I know you have the power to solve them. Help me. <clears throat> I want you to look at faith now. Then just judge wasn't even thinking about her. But because that woman kept on badgering the unjust judge. The judge said, oh man, I want to sleep, I want to rest, but I realize if I don't get up and do something, this woman ain't gonna let me rest. Let me get up and, and take care of this woman's problem, then I can go back. Then the, Jesus said, now look at, look at this, I want you to look at something now, I want you to look at what's happening here. <laughs> he said, now, this woman, had faith in the ability of that unjust judge. That woman knew that this judge had the power to deal with her circumstances. Let me share something with you. You don't know when you're going to have adversities in your life. And if you don't have already in your heart the confidence in the power of God, you see what we try to do, we try to put God on the as-need basis. Come on, on an as-need basis, you know. But no, I want to live every day knowing that God, I got God right there. God's, God, God's on my side. So when the problem comes, I don't have to muster up faith. I live by faith. Come on. Our problem is we have to try to muster up faith. We try to live. God, God, God is good. God can. No, no, no. I knew God was good before the problem came. I knew the power of God before the oppositions came. And when the oppositions came, I just said, God, in your hand. Praise the Lord. Yeah. See, let me show you. Let me show you something. <laughs> I guess I'll throw this in right here. Faith does not control the hand of God. All right now. 
Okay. And so it I want you to see some of the wiles of the devil. The devil will make us to feel that faith controls the hand of God. So now we smart believers, if we have issues, we'll just must up some faith and say, God, do this for me. And God's supposed to do it because I had faith. If faith controls the hand of God, we would be in control instead of God. Okay. Real faith trusts the hand of God. In other words, God, if you don't do it like I wanted to do, I still trust that you understand what's going on. Pastor Carly preached a message on last week so powerful. If you didn't get that message, if you weren't here, I want you to get that message when God says no. Because sometimes in the midst of your faith, God says no. It does not mean that you're not trusting God, but there are some times that what you want is not on God's agenda for you at the time. And when I trust God and I'm believing God, when I'm depending on God, when God says no, then my faith says, God, okay, God, you're in control. God, I, I, I believe you. You know what's best for me. Faith says, when, when things are going awry, and I can't seem to see my way. Anybody ever been there? See, now, the faith that the devil wants us to have is that, oh, this thing not going to, God change this over here. God change that over there. God do this. Okay. But now real faith says, God, I'm having some issues. And God, you know, I would want you to do this, but God, if it's not your will, then God give me the strength to go through it. Faith says all things work together for good. Come on. See, you see, we, we want to think that the only time God is working when everything is, is, is going good. But real faith said all things work together for good, even the bad things. Even when God says no, faith says, God, you're still in control. Come on. Faith says, God, you still got my back. I may not know how I'm going to come out. I may not know what's going to happen. But God, you still are in control. No wonder God spoke to us several years ago and said to remind the people that I'm in control. I've always been in control. And I will always be in control. Faith lives that out. Come on. We need some top-up faith. Faith is an attitude. Faith is not a push-button thing that we can push a button when we have. It's almost like, you know, faith is for special needs. And that's a special need. I'm not talking about, you know, conditions. I'm just talking about when we have special needs in our lives. Then I'll go to my faith closet and push the button to 
get that special need taken care of. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? When, when I need a miracle, I go to my faith closet, Brother Andrew, and push that button because God right here, I need a miracle. I'm going through some difficult times, so God right here, I need you to help me through this. So I go and push that faith button. Now, let me show you something now. The deception of the enemy is to get you to feel that that's what faith is for. Because in reality, when these things happen, I do go to God in faith. Okay? I need faith to get a miracle from God. Okay? I need faith in God to see me through. But the trick inside of it is that I only go to faith when those things happen. You see, the Bible said, the just shall what? Live by faith. It didn't say the just shall have a faith closet in his house. <laughs> and when there was something come, then he went to his faith closet. No, and I don't need a miracle. I'm still living by faith. I'm still living with the reality of God. You're still God. You're still in control of my life. You see, don't get to the place that you feel God is in control just when you want him to do something. But mama, you know, you, you, you know you're supposed to be the, the breadwinner in the family. Daddy, you're supposed to be on the side. No, 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 no. God, when, when, when food is on the table, when, when all of the bills are being met, you're still God. You're still good. Come on, and we got to get to the place that we don't use our faith for situations, but faith is a lifestyle. Look at your neighbors and faith is a lifestyle. It is a way of life that affects my attitude towards life and God. I wake up in the morning knowing that God you're in control of my life. I may not even have any problems but I still wake up God you're still in control. God I'm walking by faith. I'm walking with the mentality and the attitude that God, if anything happens, God, you got it. Come on, you, you, you got it. Come, come on. You see, and I got to finish. What we have to realize is that faith, how do I want to say this? Faith is a way of life. That's why the Bible said we walk by faith. The just shall live by faith. That means everyday life, everyday walk, my attitude is faith. It don't mean that I go around and say, God, I believe you. God, I believe you. God, no, no, no. I just know in my heart that I can't make it without God. Come on. I know that. Come on, it takes a fool to live with the mentality of thinking that he can make it without God. So my lifestyle is one of faith. God, I trust you with my life. I place my life in your hands. And then now when my lifestyle is one that 
I trust God. You, you see, I, I, I'm trying to get you all to see something here. We miss out on a lot when we look at faith as being situational. Faith is not situational. Faith is my lifestyle. It affects my attitude. It affects my actions. It affects my everyday life. When I go on my job, I know faith is going to take me through anything that I face on my job today because I know that God is in control of my life. Come on. But can I share something with you? <laughs> the devil don't want you to have that kind of faith. We talked a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago, about the understanding spiritual warfare. Okay. And spiritual warfare is one that allows us to understand that we are in the midst of a battle between God and Satan. We are just pawns in the midst of that battle. But Satan understands some things a lot of times that we don't understand. You see, Satan understands that the believer has to walk by faith. He understands that. So what Satan will try to do is get in the midst of what you're going through and distort your faith. Okay. Distort your faith. He does not want you to live a life of faith. That's why, as Pastor Carlene, as I said earlier, as she ministered on last week, and oh my God, it's giving us a powerful message. As she ministered on last week, when God says no, okay, now what the devil will do, he'll get in there and say, God don't love you. God, God, really don't God, God, you say love you, and he, he said, no, you've been asking God to do this, and God didn't do it, and God don't care. What he's trying to do, he's trying to distort your faith in God. Listen, God is still God even when he says no. Come on, and my faith allows me to see that. But the devil don't want you to see that. The devil wants you to see situations, and situations a lot of times designed to make you feel better, and if it does not happen the way I want it, when I want it, and how I want it, then now God, you must be on a journey somewhere. So the devil wants you to do that. Look at what Jesus told Peter. <clears throat> In Luke, Jesus said, and I want you to see now uh, 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 the context in which Jesus had this conversation with them. This was during the Last Supper. Jesus' last message to his disciples. And after he told them about the Holy Spirit coming and all of these things. And at the end of that dialogue now, Jesus looked at him and said, Now, the time is going to come because I'm going to, I'm going to go. And they're going to do some things. He said, You all are going to be scattered. <laughs> Y'all going to have some difficult days ahead. He said, but don't worry, okay. Peter, <laughs> Peter jumped up from the table. And I, I don't know if he jumped up from the table, okay, but you know. You know how you got to put some drama in it. Peter said, no, master. Though all of these here may uh, believe, believe or, or walk out on you, I will never walk out on you. <laughs> now that sounds admirable. That 
sounds so admirable. This man had enough confidence to say, God, I'm not going to leave you. Jesus looked at Peter. He said, Peter, you don't know what you're saying. Before the cock crow, you're going to deny me three times. Okay. But see, that wasn't all to the story. You see, we, we ended there. But later on, Jesus got them together. In the same conversation, Jesus said, now listen, Peter. Peter, Peter, Satan desired to have you. Well, I understand that you, you got this feeling that you can conquer the world. But don't ever fool yourself. You can't do that without me, Peter. He said, Satan desired to have you that he might sift you as wheat. You think you're all of that, but you ain't all of that without me, Peter. Praise the Lord. Satan is already in the... <laughs> You see, we, we, got, we got to understand that God is in control here now because I wanted to look back at, at Job. You remember Job and the life of Job when Satan went before God and said, God, you know, give me a hand at him. You see, we don't understand that time that Satan has already peeped our whole co our, 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 our card and see now, well, I can get him. And see, Satan already looked at Peter's arrogance. Peter said, I, I, I want him. But Jesus said, listen, Peter, it's not about your strength. It's not about you and who you are and how forward you may be. It's about me. He said, I have prayed for you. You think you're going to run out of here and do all of these great exploits, but I prayed for you that your faith don't fail you. See, because you can be so caught up on what you have done and what God have already done through you and get to the place now that, oh, I can do that, or, oh, I can do that, and the devil is waiting right there to say, oh, yeah, that's it, give me a chance. But Jesus said, I pray for you that your faith don't fail. I pray for you that in the midst of what you're getting ready to go through, that you don't forget that I am your strength. I am the power that has the ability to bring you through what you're going through. Don't ever get so caught up on what God has already done through you that you feel that you can take it on now and do it yourself. I pray for you. That your faith don't fail you. Oh, yes, oh God. Oh, God. You got to have faith tomorrow, Peter. Praise the Lord. Uh, let, me, let me see. I'm trying to do something here, but I, 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 I want to do it inside of the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. You can have confidence without faith. Okay. I know we talked about confidence in class the other night, in Bible study the other night, and the Bible said, cast not away therefore your confidence which have great recompense of reward. 
But one thing we need to understand now as we embrace these truths of God, we have to embrace them in the, in the context of all truth. Okay. Confidence without dependence on God is nothing more than arrogance. Okay. Well, I got confidence that I can do it. But are you doing it without God? I want you to see something here. Our confidence must be in the ability of God to take us through whatever it is that we are having to deal with. I trust God. Look at somebody said, I trust God. See, the devil don't want you to do that. The devil wants you to trust your ability. The devil wants you to trust your intellect. The devil wants you to trust your dollar seventy-five cents that you got in the bank. The devil wants you to trust your connections. But there'll come a time in your life with your connection, with your dollar seventy-five cents, where your abilities will not be able to take you to where you need to go. And you need to have faith in God. I pray for you that your faith don't fail. I'm not praying that your bank account don't fail because your bank account can fail and I can still give you what you need. I'm not praying that you won't lose your friend because sometimes you can lose friends but I'm still a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. I want you to know I don't, I don't want your faith to fail you. Because you got to know, you got to know, you got to know, you got to know that God is still in control. Let me close this. And I want to close it with this. First Peter, the fifth chapter, again, as we were talking about understanding spiritual warfare, this scripture came up. And I want to sort of feed it into the message on today. First Peter, the fifth chapter, the eighth and the ninth verse. And here, God was speaking through Peter and says what? Be sober. Be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about <laughs> seeking whom he made a vow. Let me show you something. The devil is not afraid of church. In fact, the devil probably go to church more than most of us. Come on. Come on. And he is our adversary. He is an adversary with a mission. Okay, and I want you to understand that he is an adversary with a mission. The things that he know that is relevant for you, uh, uh, making uh, the Lord proud and walking in, he knows that. So his mission now is to get you to the place that you don't know how to tap into that. Come on. Be sober. Mm. If you can put that up in, on in a, uh, NIV, you, you got that on NIV? Be sober. Sobriety means that I'm not tossed, I, I'm not wobbly. You, 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 you know, I, I'm not. Uh, sobriety means stable. Okay. You 
got some folk in the church that are, that are not sober, y'all. Or they can dash the church down. Come on, but the minute something happened, oh, God. Come on. They're staggering. But now, if you want your faith to be topped up, the Bible said what? Be sober, as the NIV says, be alert and of sober mind. No, 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 know that God is in control. Don't let the devil fool you. Don't let the devil cause you to start thinking, now that I don't need God, that's not a sober mind. A sober mind said it was God that brought me safe thus far, and it's God that's going to lead me on. I trust God. Be sober. Be vigilant. Be alert. Be on the guard for your enemy. The devil prowls around in church. Praise the Lord. Seeking whom he made a vow. The devil is an opportunist. Okay. He's an opportunist. What you mean, Bishop? The devil watches your life. He watches what's going on in your life. And when he see an opportunity now to come in, see, the devil don't care about your feelings. The devil don't care about what you're going through. In fact, you too. You, you, oh, yeah, I got it now. I got him now, yeah, yeah. Or he had a bad day at work? Okay, that's my opportunity now. Come on. And see, we're not sober enough to realize that the devil would take advantage of a bad situation and make it worse if we don't have faith in God. Praise the Lord. Sure, things may be going wrong in your life, but don't let the devil get in it. Peter, Jesus said, Peter, don't let your faith fail. Continue to trust God. Be sober. Be sober-minded. Know that God is in control. Praise the Lord. Then I want you to look at the ninth verse. It says, resist him, standing firm, what? In the faith. The way that you resist the devil is by standing firm in the faith. Don't let anything cause you to stop believing in the power of God. Don't let anything that you go through, because life happens to all of us. Amen. Come on, I want you to understand this. Life happens to all of us. But don't let life cause you to be distracted from the power of God. We all have bad days. Look at somebody and say, we all have bad days. Come on. But even in the midst of your bad days, your faith level ought to be just as high as it was when everything was going good. God, you're still God. God, you're still in control. God, I may not see what's happening. God, I, I may not know where's, what's going to happen. But God, I still know that you're in control. Praise the Lord. Will he find faith? Praise the Lord. Faith. God is looking in our lives. You see, we could be in agony and still not be in faith. We can be in despair and still not be in faith. 
Come on. God said, when I come, I'm not looking to see how broken down you are. I'm looking to see if in the midst of what you're going through, do you still have faith to trust me? Do you still believe that I can bring you through this? Will he find faith in our lives? God moves through our faith. Not from the standpoint of our faith controlling God, but when God sees faith. You remember when Jesus, and I, I, I got to close, I, I, gotta, I, have to, I have to finish. Uh, um, thank you. That's good, but not so loud. You remember when Jesus was at Gethsemane and he had his disciples, several of his disciples to go with him. And the Bible says that Peter, uh, that Jesus took them so far and said, y'all wait here. I gotta go. And Jesus understood the difficulty of what he was getting ready to face. And Jesus got on his knees before God and said, God, I know what's getting ready to happen. God, I know you've already told me about this. In fact, I came into the world knowing that one day I was going to have to go to the cross. I, I know that. But God, I've had the chance now to live life in this flesh. And God, I know this flesh is going to be torn. God, if it's any way, any way, God, any way that you can do this, some other way, God, would you, would you, would you, would you really just reconsider? God, I, I, I gotta go through a period when, when, when you know, I'm gonna be separated from you. I, 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 God, is there any way that you can do this? Hallelujah. Any other way? Praise the Lord. Mm. Anybody ever been going through some situation in your life and said, God, can, can, is, the is there any way you can do this differently? God, God, I, I, I got, I got some ideas, God, that I can give you. That, 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 you know, come on. But even in the same voice, see, faith, faith. See, Jesus was also a man of faith. He trusted the Father. He said, But God, nevertheless, not my will. But thy will be done. Come on. Faith, real faith, attaches itself to God's will over and above my will. See, my will is I want God to fix this. <clears throat> my will is I want God to spare over here. 
wrong with that? Understand, there's nothing wrong with that. But real faith says, but nevertheless, Lord, not my will. See, that was a legitimate prayer that Jesus prayed. But that was just how my flesh is feeling right now. But God, not my will, but what? Thy will. My will be done. Stand to your feet, everybody. Praise the Lord. Will we find faith? Many of you are going through situations right now that the enemy desirous of taking you out. Let me show you something. See, the devil, a lot of times the devil don't just come and take you out like that. The devil will wear on you and wear on you and wear on you and wear on you and wear on you until before you realize it, you're out. That's why you need faith all along the journey. But how many of you this morning have said, Lord, increase my faith? I, 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 I need a, a, a faith top up. I, I, I know, God, I, I, I believe you, I trust you, but God, there's some things. Oh, God, I, I need you to give me some more faith. I need to, uh, God, I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know what's around the corner. God, would you give me a Pop up on my faith. Lift your hands to him. Lift your hands to him. Father, we bless you today. We thank you, God. That your word says, Lord, without faith it's impossible to please you. But you said in your word it was you that give us faith. Romans 12 said it was God that gives us the measure of faith. So God, you the one that gives us faith. I pray by Sankara right now, God, because we can't see. We, 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 we don't know what's around the corner. You know it. You already know. So Father, I pray, God, for an increased faith right now to be dispensed into our hearts and the lives of your people right now God I can see I can see I can see Lord where the enemy is trying to take different ones out but Father I pray as Jesus prayed that their faith or our faith not fail us. Hey God. God, you've done great things in our lives. God, we don't fail. We don't want to fail to give you praise for it. But God, we want to stay connected to you because the same way you brought us to where we are, we need you to take us on. You brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, but you had to also take them in to the promised land. Lord, increase our faith.
increase our faith for the wilderness. Increase our faith for the promised land. They needed faith even in the promised land. Increase our faith, Lord. That we might please you in our walk. If we please you in our walk, it will be manifested in our talk. Lord, increase my faith. Come on, say it again. Lord, increase my faith. Hallelujah, Jesus. That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Increase my faith, Lord. God, I thank you, God, for pastor's faith. I thank you for bishop's faith. But Lord, increase my faith. Thank you for my mother's faith, but God increase my faith. Thank you for my grandma's faith, but Lord increase my faith. There are some places that I may have to go that my pastor's faith won't get me there. I gotta believe you for myself. Increase my faith, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody just tell him thank you. I said, tell him thank you because if you mean it, God, God is there. He's He's there. He's there. Come on, tell him thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for it, God. We bless you for it. For taking up our faith. Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Come on, give the Lord a praise. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the Word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.